If you've ever suffered from chronic health issues and couldn't find a solution in the Western model, you might understand the journey of today's guest, Marina Buksov, who is a registered doctor of pharmacy, but found her cures and her wellness in herbology, in the study of herbs that grow in Mother Earth. Join us for today's conversation to find out more. You're invited, delighted to discover who you are. Anything is possible if you believe. So join us on this beautiful journey. So let the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of So Nectar Show, that show where we talk about all things essence, where we gather around the campfire and we share our stories of connection to that which is bigger than us, to the great mystery beyond the veil, and all the little synchronistic steps that lead us on our life's journey of what we're here to discover, explore, and learn in our soul's curriculum. I'm your host, Carrie Hummingbird, and I love to have these conversations with amazing people that I find out there in the world who are doing great work and have podcasts of their own or books or other things that really can help us learn uh, more about ourselves by listening to what they have to say. And uh, I like to learn from you too. So if you want to have community to take your journey, uh, your soul's curriculum exploration, reach out to me and we'll have a conversation. You can book a time at kerryhummingbird.com, K-E-R-R-I, hummingbird.com. And today's guest on Soul Nectar Show is Marina Buksov. Welcome, Marina. Welcome to the show. Hi, Carrie. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. So she's also called Dr. Marina Book and at rawfork.com, which is her business. She's a registered doctor of pharmacy, a health coach and nutritionist, a clinical herbalist, and a lifelong learner of the healing arts. Marina offers educational webinars for with radical herbs and is a wellness writer for Jejun Magazine. So she uses her multidisciplinary background to educate patients about the least invasive and most natural methods for healing the spirit mind and body. Her truly holistic approach helps women embody the best versions of themselves and lovingly celebrate the skin they're in. So lots of things to, to learn about Marina. And it looks like you have a, a husband and a toddler today as well. So that is powerful. Moms unite on health and wellness. So tell me a little bit, Marina, about your journey. How, what's your journey been like to where you are today? How did you start awakening to pursuing all of this studies that you've been doing? Yeah, uh, you know, I think once you are in the healing arts, you're always just going to keep learning. It just never ends. And you just go down the rabbit hole and you keep going, going, and going to try to figure out the root, the source, the cause of all of our health issues. What is it? You know, how do we, how do we address that source in order to prevent um, health problems from occurring in order to heal, in order to actually figure out that we're all connected in these journey journeys in one way or another. And it's really like, I just find it's a spectrum. You know, health is not a destination. Health is really a journey for everyone. It's an individual personal journey, but it's also about the collective and what I'm seeing and as I've been studying um, and trying to 
help myself and help my clients and patients. I just see so many similarities on our individual journeys that it's it just really keeps striking me that it is a collective issue. Um, all of these health disorders that are cropping up, the generational health disorders, you know, we're in one way or another all suffering through different variations of the same thing. So what was your individual journey like? So, uh, you know, growing up as a kid, I definitely had a lot of digestive issues, dysfunctions, um, had to go to the doctor. Um, I remember, you know, just like really painful cramps on my birthday one year. And, you know, that was not a fun birthday. And I had to go to pretty much like the equivalent of an emergency, what we call surgeon back in Ukraine. But they didn't actually cut me open. They just assessed me and like touched my stomach and things like that. But anyway, on and off digestive issues through teenage years. Um, and then finally going to very serious invasive procedures to so the gastroenterologist uh, where they you know, wanted to do all these tests. And then they did do all the tests and they put me on a bunch of medications. And what, what my mission really became is to help others, other people that are suffering from things like me to not have to go through all the invasive stuff and to address some very simple holistic stuff first before going through extremes, because I found my personal journey to be very, very extreme. So after the whole digestive thing was, um, you know, compiling, compiling all these meds, all these doctors, um, one thing that really ended up helping me was my pediatrician suggesting a different way of eating. So that was really helpful and actually took care of a big percentage of my issues. And then the second thing that finally seemed to cure me, quote unquote, um, you know, we don't want to say that um, anything other than allopathic really cures, but in my case, it really did. So I actually ended up going to a Chinese medicine doctor. And after a few rounds of different tea concoctions, I actually felt 100% better from the symptom that I came with and the symptom that none of the doctors with all their invasive testing, with all my crazy reactions to their testing, could figure out. So that just seemed like a very mind-boggling way, looking back, you know, to go about things, whereas simple dietary tips and lifestyle measures, as well as herbs that come from the earth, you know, really helped address that root of the issue for me personally. So again, this was my, my way, my journey. After the whole digestive journey, I started having other very interesting symptoms that nobody could figure out. Um, so, and I guess I didn't learn my lesson the first time because again, I went through the whole allopathic system, <laughs> you know, still fully trusting it. And at the time I was finishing up pharmacy school so, you know, here I am trying to get trained in the pretty much allopathic Western model, um, thinking that I'm going to be helping patients and helping myself and my family with all this knowledge that I'm acquiring. And so, again, I come down with like this very interesting um, symptomology, and my eyes are just nonstop tearing. They're <laughs> just tearing, 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 tearing. And um, this is my last year of pharmacy school. I am trying to figure out what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. I'm figuring out that I actually am disillusioned and it's, 
it's actually maybe not the career choice for me after all the schooling, after loving the, the learning and the knowledge that I got from it. The imagining myself out in the real world with this degree just seems impossible. It just like all the different paths, all the different rotations, all the interviews that I was going on to see where I fit in, just nothing fit. And then my eyes are tearing. So through all the interviews, I just like, I'm going in there. Other people are like wearing makeup, looking professional. And I'm like just crying on all the interviews. So I didn't really put two and two together. The fact that maybe my body and my soul is trying to tell me something with these symptoms in this particular juncture in my life and trying to tell me to do something different. So I just keep going on this you know, journey to heal again. So let me go to this doctor, to that doctor. Meanwhile, going to like five or 10, I don't even remember, at least five different eye specialists, nobody could figure out that it's not allergies. They keep on throwing like drops at me. Um, it's it's um, not just uh, excess, you know, water discharge. Actually, a person who I think was just graduating or just starting to practice finally figures out that it's my um, my tear ducts are a bit stuck so like they're clogged up they're not letting my tears go down their natural pathways and that's why they're coming outside so um after a relatively simple like depuncturing procedure in the office um followed by steroidal drops one side of my face clears up and the second one persists and nothing works for it. And so my left side is just still um, all these symptoms, swollen eyes, big puffy red, um, you know, constant like type of inflammation and conjunctivitis, conjunctivitis uh, reactions, you know, pretty consistently. And, uh, you know, I feel terrible because I am vain, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to look good. I'm trying to be like a newly graduated pharmacist going out into the world. And again, all these interviews that are very, very stressful back to back, um, flying to conferences to try to secure like very fancy positions and fellowships. Um, and then meanwhile, questioning like if this is actually what I really want and then feeling really ugly and feeling just not whole. Um, anyway, so finally, <clears throat> I, I actually tried to, to go to the Chinese doctor, the same one that healed me. And then I, after that, um, anyways, let me finish with him. So first I, I seek him out because he has helped me with my first big issue. And I had like, unex besides my digestive like cramps and pains, I also had like unexplained burping that nobody could figure out. And uh, later on, I also feel like the burping was my body rejecting something that I was putting in. It, it didn't want it to go down. So maybe it didn't want pharmacy school to go down. Um, I don't know, but it was definitely reacting and telling me something. But anyway, now this eye issue came up telling me probably the same thing. And um, I go to the same doctor, but unfortunately this time he suggests acupuncture instead of herbs. Um, he thinks it's, you know, my, my liver chi is blocked and, you know, the eyes are really connected to the medicine, to the, um, liver they your liver is expressed through your eyes in chinese medicine so he starts saying you know the liver is also where you hold a lot of your anger in chinese medicine so perhaps i was frustrated i was angry you know maybe i was angry that i'm going to be a pharmacist and i didn't want to be <laughs> i don't know so uh, i get what he was trying to do and he was trying to 
uh, free up my chi channel so that my eye could unblock itself and heal itself. However, um, because this is such a sensitive area, he ended up puncturing um, one of my blood vessels around it because he went pretty close to the eye in addition to assessing the other um, more distal chi points. So uh, I end up with a huge black eye and I just can't picture go trying to go through that again. And at this point, I'm already um, a newly practicing pharmacist in a pharmacy. So I have to show up to work with a black eye and it takes a while to heal. And, you know, there's a lot of questions. Um, I also got out of a six year relationship um, and I'm just like going through hell. And so I'm just like, you know, I can't be also now um, get showing up to places with black eye. It needs to heal. It can't be like triggered like that again. So I'm like, okay, so I, I can't trust him anymore. So now I'm like, maybe, maybe I actually somebody recommended to me another energy healer, energy worker. So I end up going to her and she charges me an arm and a leg and I stay with her anyway, because, um, you know, I believe I want to believe that she has the answers and she can heal me. And she, I end up going to only like a couple of sessions in real life with her and then she moves. So we continue our work long distance. I mean, now during Corona, everybody can imagine that it's fine. It's Zoom or it's phone calls, still fine. But, you know, I guess I felt like I really needed the intimate human connection or maybe she just couldn't help me, but I just felt like the sessions were just very repetitive and um, I'm not seeing like results, but it's, it's like, okay, I'm hanging by a thread. But after almost a year of seeing her twice a week, and again, a lot of money is going to these sessions that I'm making now as a pharmacist, which is good that I can afford it, but it's like more than I'm paying for rent. So it's crazy. And so I, um, I end up one, one time close to the end of a year of working together, I wake up with a crazy eye inflammation and infection. So I just uh, said, you know what, I can't do this. You know, she also didn't help me. You know, I, I don't know what to do now. Now I have to go back to allopathic, maybe just have them the search because I was recommended several times to go to a surgeon for a consult and I refuse because I know what a surgeon's going to say just yeah let's put something in it let's cut something so I was really avoiding that conversation but this time I'm like well nothing is helping me even though I just went to two people I decided nothing is helping so I'm going to um, go to the allopathic route again so I go to the surgeon he says um or maybe I, I had already had one consult and he said, listen, if you can live with this, like just leave it. Um, but you know, if it really bothers you, we can put a stent in it and it's absolutely safe. You know, we do it for little children who have similar issues. Uh, you know, when, when little children are born, a lot of times their tear ducts are clogged, um, but because they are newborns and everything is so flexible and malleable, you know, a massage is really, really helpful. So all you have to do for babies is that, but whatever, in extreme cases, they do the invasive stuff too. And it's, you know, it heals. So I try to get the statistics for how successful is this in people my age. So apparently I'm really unique and people don't usually get it in my age. People usually get it when they're elderly, usually women after fifties or after menopause also start to get these kind of issues, but I got it really early and nobody could figure it out because I'm generally healthy otherwise. Um, so we don't know why it's happening, but basically the only way to fix it is to put a stent in through the Western 
uh, model. And, and the next step if that doesn't work is to drill a hole <laughs> inside the skull for an alternate path for the tears to travel. And it just seems like, as I'm saying this, such a minute problem. And I mean, I know other people have such much worse problems and are in you know, their deathbed. And now from Corona, so many tragic deaths and horrible symptoms that people are experiencing. But at that point, it felt like a really big deal to me to have this, you know, blighting imperfection when I'm just starting out in my career, I'm looking for a new romantic relationship, I'm trying to build my life, also hoping to have a family. And so it just seemed like, okay, now this is just going to ruin the rest of my life, like having this problem. So I have to have it fixed. And I have to be perfect again. You know, I have to have all my functions working. And so um, I kept going. And so the second visit, I decided, okay, that's it. I, I'm going to try with the stent therapy because I can't live like this. You know, like it's bothering me too much. I keep waking up with really puffy red eyes. You know, it's like Pepper Ann, I think was her name in that cartoon from my childhood. <laughs> so like the, the kid with the pink eye, I just felt like that was me. And um, anyway, so I end up scheduling the surgery. Oh, I forgot one thing. So I think I, I was holding off with the surgery for a while, even afterwards. But then I started dating my now husband and he was kind of like supportive. He said, you know, obviously like this energy stuff is not helping. You should maybe go to the more invasive stuff. And, um, you know, my family was also kind of like, yeah, maybe you should consider something um, that's more helpful or more like direct, um, very straight minded, um, allopathically minded. Um, so I was like, you know what, all my family thinks this is the right thing to do. You know, my boyfriend thinks this is the right thing to do. So I should just do it. You know, what if, what if it helps? And then like, I'm going to feel great, you know, um, you know, focus on the positive, like not just the risks that what if it doesn't work? Um, so anyway, I go in and I have to have general anesthesia for this and, like knowing what I know now, I would say to myself back then, don't do it, you know? But back then I was like, oh, fine, no big deal. Like my boyfriend said he had anesthesia because he had to fix his nose one time after a Muay Thai fight and um, it was fine. So I'm like, okay, so I go in, I agree to this thing. Um, again, this is very invasive for a very minor thing and my health insurance covers it. So I don't have to pay for it. And um, I'm just baffled because there's much cheaper alternatives that I know of right now today that I could have tried that insurance wouldn't cover. But anyway, so their health system is broken. Let me just say that. Um, so I go in, I do it, and I walk around with the stent for a couple of months. And also at this time, I'm getting married. So now I'm really happy I could put on makeup you know, during my wedding because there's a stent there now that's facilitating the drainage. Um, so it's, it's the perfect time to have it. And then I go on my honeymoon and, you know, I feel very great and beautiful. But as soon as we have to take out the stent after three months, the same, actually, I think the day before we have to take it out, my eye flares up, like, unbelievably. It just like itching, it's burning. I can't even blink. It just feels like there's something stuck in there. I just can't blink it out. I can't wash it out. 
it's just so painful and horrible. And I go into the office the next day and I tell the doctor, listen, this happened yesterday. Like, would, would we still, would it be a good idea to still go ahead with taking out the stent or should we wait until it comes down? And he's like, no, let's go ahead and take it out. And so he takes it out and literally my eye just closes up and he can't even like puncture it with, um, with his irrigation tool, the smallest tool they have available. So the whole stent thing just failed miserably. And he decides to ask me, okay, do you want me to just try to open up the, the tear duct kind of aggressively right now? Hopefully it's gonna open up since you're in the office. So I said, okay, fine, just do it. Like, I just want it to work, you know, just do it. So he punctures me with a bunch of anesthetic so I don't feel the pain of him irrigating. And uh, he punctures one of my blood vessels, just like the Chinese acupuncturist did. Well, while he's doing the anesthetic, so it doesn't hurt me. And so now I'm just like, so sad crying. I have to go into work because I scheduled the procedure right before I had to go into work for some reason, thinking I'm just going to walk out of there. The secretary hands me huge like black glasses, you know, and I'm just crying on the phone to my boss that I can't come in that day. Like, you know, you have to find someone to cover. And I work in an independent and um, it's very hard to find coverage last minute, especially, but I'm just like, I'm not going into work again with this black eye find somebody I can't I'm crying on the phone uncontrollably I can't even speak and um that's it I have another black eye all the systems have failed me <laughs> you know I I don't know what to do anymore and so I go um in between this I also went to some other specialists that just basically had me go on long-term steroidal therapy into my eyes and steroids are known to raise uh, intraocular pressure so they ended up checking me a lot and seeing that actually my pressure is increasing. So now I have to go on other anti-glaucoma drops in addition to the steroidal drops because we can't stop the steroidal drops. We have to keep going because otherwise your inflammation will not go away. So now I'm like doing polypharmacy on myself. Um, anyway, so after the whole surgery failed and the stent failed and the steroids failed, I just said, you know, I'm not going to go back on the steroids. <laughs> like, me, um, I think I tapered myself down to a maintenance dose of one drop a day just to keep the inflammation kind of down. But I didn't take any of the anti-glycoma drugs. And um, I ended up uh, seeking a, another sp spiritual healer um, that I met in a cacao ceremony here in Brooklyn. And I... I had a couple of sessions with her and basically I ended up telling her, you know, what's going on internally with my dissatisfaction with my job and not feeling like I'm in the right place with my career. Um, I'm not really helping people. Like I want to be preventing things. I want to be on, on the side of good. I don't want to be part of a broken system. And uh, she says, well, why don't you look into alternatives? pharmacy, like maybe an herb shop. She said, actually, I know a great herb shop and I think they're going out of business and maybe you can consider buying them and run your, you know, your pharmacy another way. And so I said, you know what? Yeah, I think what I'm scared of is just dropping everything that I've worked so hard for, you know, just dropping it completely at the window and going a completely different direction. I was like, I want to salvage something. 
So having a combination of like what I studied and what I know and using it a different way was really appealing to me. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, maybe I should stay in health, but in a different direction. So um, I check out the herb shop and it's, I'm actually here right now <laughs> at the herb shop. Anyway, I check it out. Um, it actually has already been sold to the new owner and I meet him and he's great. And I ask him if I could intern at the shop. And I say, you know, I'm a pharmacist, but I really want to learn like new different ways and learn the old traditional ways and herbalism. And, you know, we, we were taught just a snippet of it in pharmacy school saying like these drugs come from these plants, blah, blah, blah. And now there's synthetic versions of that and just a single isolated ingredient. Um, so I did kind of know that our current medical model is based on plants, but um, I wanted to dive deeper. So he agreed and I became the shop's first intern. Um, and then as I was coming in here, I had some great mentors. I had um, an herbalist, uh, a couple of herbalists that I was with while I was interning that were teaching me about the plants we had in the shelf and just really inspiring me. And basically they encouraged me to continue in a more formal education and so I went to the school Arbor Vitae in New York, which is the School of Traditional Herbalism. It's about four or five years old right now. So I, um, I was, I think, their third year um, of, uh, after inauguration. I was their third year class. And I ended up completing all three years. Part, I was going there part time because I was still working. And then during that time, I also got pregnant. And um, that was fun, like just going also there and taking my baby there sometimes. Um, so I did it. Uh, I completed three years. And why my first day of going to herb school, um, I think I stopped my steroidal drops like that week. I decided that's it. I'm tapering off completely and I'm just going to not, not rely on the drops. And um, the herbalist at the shop here, he made me um, this ghee with infused golden seal and he said maybe you can use this um, and then he also suggested eyebright so uh, in order for me to get off the steroids I transitioned to just using the ghee with golden seal once a day um, and so the first day of herb school I was I still showed up with like my puffy eyes because I just tapered off and you know I had an inflammatory kickback going on um, and I felt really self-conscious again, but I just kept going. And over the years, um, my eye just got better and better. I can't say it's completely 100% healed even today, but I don't have to take any steroids. I don't have to go into any invasive methods. And I just use my herbal skills. I actually stopped putting in the ghee altogether as well. So it improved you know, so much. And I don't even have to do that, the stuff that I was doing, and still feeling bad. Um, so at this point, I feel like, you know, I've accepted it, it's going to be a lifelong coping thing, I still can't wear makeup, you know, I still uh, can't do things that I felt was so important at one time. But it just feels so empowering to know that I can take care of myself in by myself, like I don't need, I, it was nice that I got the knowledge um, and the mentors, but I could use that knowledge by myself. I don't need to go in and have and rely on somebody else's knowledge. So 
herbalism, what I found is it's really like a medicine of the people for the people. So everybody can learn to identify plants and actually go outside and harvest them or forage them or grow them. They don't have to go out and get a prescription and then get somebody to diagnose something um, and then have their insurance like, pay for it or not because it's free and accessible and growing. And without plants, we wouldn't be alive. So it's not, it's not a matter of do we, you know, do we need plants or not? Yes, we do. We need plants. We eat plants, we ingest plants, and we also can use them for medicine. You know, plants don't need us. They're fine without us, but we do need them. So it was just such a beautiful like journey to figure out the whole, you know, meaning of whole, you know, just the world and the existence. And I just I just love herbalism and it just taught me so much more than what herb is for what. It taught me just the way of being. Oh, it's really beautiful. Um, gosh. I'm sure many people can resonate with you right now in terms of having that life challenge that that they don't know how to handle, how to fix, how to remedy, and they have to just keep moving forward and try to find some way of resolving it, right? So, and here you are, like you're, you're still in process with understanding like why this happened for your body. It sounds like a lot of different levels, right? It sounds like there was a lot of different, um, factors. It's one of the things that's, that I found is um, really interesting about um, illness and disease <clears throat> is how it's like, it's actually at all levels. It's like emotional, spiritual, mental, physical, and it's like you got to track all these different levels in order to find your solution, you know, to, to cope or to remedy it completely. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I meant by going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's just like uncovering all the layers, like first focusing purely on the physical, you know, just symptoms, you know, the body physiology, anatomy, chemistry that's going on, biochemistry. Let's try to give this for that. You're lacking this. So let's give you extra that, or you have too much of this. So let's block it. You know, that's how medis medications work, prescription medications. But plants don't work that way. They give you the building blocks and the tools so your body can regulate itself. Our body strives for balance, you know, homeostasis. That is what health is all about. Your body has that internal regulating machine, machinery. Um, so it's not that your body is a machine that you can go in and fix things, but you're it's already such a beautifully designed machine that meddling with it actually makes matters worse. Um, and giving it the tools to heal and adjust itself is I find I found the, the real key, like learning how to provide self-care for yourself, learning to put yourself as a priority and to be gentle with yourself and be forgiving with yourself. Also figuring out like that emotional level, you know, there's, theories that all the physical manifestations are arise from our emotional level, which is the deeper, you know, peeling back the onion layers. So physical, spiritual, um, mental health. So all of these have their own inner layers that can be uncovered. And once you fix that 
true internal need that your your maybe your body is calling for something that you're just not providing it right now that's when your body can adjust itself and heal yeah and i there's a lots of tools for gaining access into understanding what's happening for you right like i love um chinese medicine you mentioned i think is beautiful in the fact that it knows different functions like emotional cognitive functions of different um, organs, which in, in Western ideology, we're not really taught about that. So, mm-hmm. you know, knowing what the liver's function is and knowing it processes anger and things like that, you know, I've definitely had my my path with the liver because um, that's, you know, it's kind of like also understanding your astrology, it's understanding your human design and understanding like how all of your gene keys and everything that you're, you're here exploring in this physical incarnation is like, it's all related for you. So, and because nobody's the same, everybody has different, you know, incarnation goals. Everybody has a different soul's curriculum. So we're not, it's not like you can just like write a book for all people. It's kind of like, you have to navigate down these little tunnels to find out what's going on for you specifically. But there are these resources, like I love Louise Hay's book, you know, her, her research into what different parts of the body mean. And so like anytime anything happens to me, I'm okay. Okay. Like I'm looking up all my resources, like, okay, what is this part? And, and why is this happening? And where does that come from? And what am I feeling? And this is, a navigation. We've got to navigate all the layers. Yeah, absolutely. I also love craniosacral work. And I've actually done a lot of it too through the years, um, you know, trying to be more gentle with my body and taking care of myself. And so my craniosacral therapist became kind of like my psychotherapist. And we would have like little talks before and after the session. And um, I just learned so much about myself and what I'm really feeling and by her asking the questions and me not really ever taking the time to do the meditating or journaling on myself, but because I'm paying for the session, I, you know, get the clarity there and, um, you know, just really figuring out like, what is my pattern? Who am I trying to please? What am I afraid of? And what my body organs are feeling like and what emotions they're connected to. And, you know, by her gently stimulating the fascia that are holding the organs and her sensing how they're pulling on one another. And me also starting to sense that too from her doing the work on me. Um, I highly recommend that therapy as well to connect the emotional to the physical. The myofascial, myofascial release? It's craniosacral therapy. Um, so myofascial, I believe it's a little deeper. Craniosacral is, um, it's an offshoot of, um, what is it? Uh, orthopedic, no, not orthopedic. Um, the DO school. So the MD's medical doctor, DO, I guess it is doctor of orthopedics. Um, no, doctor of osteopathy. So it's related to osteopathy and the anatomy of the bones, but they are very gentle and they work on the surface level. So they, you know, just like how the organs are connected by these tiny kind of like fascia, but they're not pressing deep like a myofascial massage wedge. So it's very like on the surface, but it's like very gentle and also moving and flowing. You know, then there's the whole yin and yang theory. And so I would, I would say that this is more of a yin therapy. It's just like about the flow and the water in your body. Oh, beautiful. 
Yeah, so you can, I mean, you can see how all of these things come together and, you know, even spiritually, like I love how you visited the Chinese medicine doctor and you were getting acupuncture and then you got the black guy and it's like, it's almost like your spirit saying, no, you're not going to ignore this problem. You're not just <laughs> going to get away with it. You're not just going to walk away. You're not, you know, the point is this isn't what you're meant to be doing entirely. You need to find the next pathway. But, you know, we can very stubbornly be like, well, I'm just going to find a solution to make the problem go away so I don't have to face their bigger thing, which is I don't really want to be doing this work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was just thinking the other day, like, there's just so many distractions that we feel like we need to face on a day-to-day in order to not look deeper. And we're almost like happy to do that. We're almost happy to pile on more things on our plate so we can analyze that instead of those deeper questions. So it's like all these things will come up and like all these things that are obstacles, you know, they take away your time or they take away your money or some other problem comes up that you need to go address before stepping into what you're actually trying to avoid, which is the bigger picture. And also how people as a whole are just, you know, even as a society, we're distracted by, you know, the next election that's coming up or, you know, the vaccine debate or um, some other stuff like, you know, is, co- is Corona real? Some people are even asking, or is this a scam and a cover up? There's just like such big issues that we're always like divided on, um, on at least two teams. And we just oppose each other, like capitalism and communism, uh, you know, this camp or that camp, um, this sports team or that sports team. And it just find like, is that really the question that you wanna be focusing on? Or should we talk about why are people unhealthy in the first place that they can't fight off these diseases that the vaccines are trying to prevent? Why are we thinking about vaccinating or not if we don't even know if our next generation will survive because we're killing our own resources that we would need to survive? So why is this even an argument when we need to focus on what will actually help us survive as a species? That's a really good question. And, you know, a lot of people get so hung up on the current moment debate rather than talking about the bigger pictures. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with being, you know, like you were talking about in your own journey, when you were so focused on your eyes and like, you know, how you looked and and your eyes won't stop watering and it's embarrassing and, and it's like, you're so focused on that. That's all you can think about. You, you don't have space for like, okay, we're, we're depleting our natural resources where, you know, we're killing the butterflies. And, and if we kill the butterflies, the next piece is we're not going to have a whole, our whole ecosystem is going to fall apart. It's, it's like, we're so focused on this myopic thing that we're, we don't have the, the, any space to look beyond ourselves into the bigger picture of, of like you said, we don't let's forget the vaccine debate let's that's just a that's a temporary fix we got to talk about why we're so unhealthy why Mm -hmm. do we not why are we not able to fight off a new virus i mean even if there is a nature puts out a new virus or or it's manufactured (laughs) (laughs) there's that also that conspiracy theory that it's like manufactured right it is maybe it's not but even if it is like you your body could fight that off if you were healthy yep and we're all unhealthy collectively. So that's just a fact. And the fact that we're all throwing like money at the problem is not going to fix that we're creating the problem too. 
and all of our big industries are creating the problems. Yeah, Roundup, number one. Yeah, we need to get rid of that. So there's there's a lot of these issues you're talking about that we don't have time to look at because we're so myopically face, facing ourselves and whatever thing is happening for us individually. So that's really the goal. I mean, we've got we've to get beyond ourselves, which is why I do this broadcast and why. <laughs> this is the whole reason why I actually do this. And the reason why I bring people through all the training I bring people through is to help people get out of themselves, like to get, you know, past these, these, this sort of being, you know, like get this resolved so that you can move past yourself into bigger things that affect the whole planet, you know, and I know it's hard because I spent 50 years in my myopic stuff. Yeah, so I get it. I get it. I totally get it. And I think it's great. You're a lot younger than me and you're already at that place where you're like, wait a second, we need to talk about (laughs) these other issues. (laughs) So It's great. You know, we all get there when we get there. So um, how do people like what do you do with clients? What what specifically do you do with them? Uh, We have a few minutes left. So I just want to find out like, how do you specifically help people track all this stuff down? And, and how do people get started with you? Yes. So I have a private coaching, health coaching program right now. So I do one-off visits on a functional medicine platform. So that's when people really want to get, you know, biological, physiological testing done to see what exactly is out of whack, but we don't have to correct it in the allopathic way. We could use holistic modalities, lifestyle changes, herbs. That's really my specialty, like introducing people into herbs and how accessible they are, educating them on that. I have my webinars that educate people on that. I am right now working on a group program that will help people kind of learn collectively and learn from each other. And I think that's what how I thrive too, by actually connecting to other people and figuring out I'm not alone in, in my issues, in my head, thinking about these things or struggling with my either health or career challenges. So just bringing people together and saying like, you're not the only one that's suffering and let's help each other. I think that's really powerful. Um, So I'm really excited to launch that. Um, You can get on my newsletter to find out about my current offerings and other programs. Um, My package deal with clients. um, So if people really want to work with me, I really suggest more than just one visit won't really help if we're not accountable to each other and showing up for each other. And I'm just really there as a guide to support you and meet you wherever you are and assess how ready you are as to what direction we want to take the session. If we're somebody's just willing to accept the physiological changes, we go there. You know, some people um, might be more open to herbal medicine than others. Other people, you know, love supplements. Some people love just diet stuff. Other people are really into meditation or breath work, which is just like all different tools that I'm trained in and that I uh, allow my patients to also learn from and benefit from depending on what is, would be most helpful and what they're also accepting. Because if they don't believe in flower essences, I they might work for them even if they don't believe, but they probably won't go out and buy it or they won't even take it because they just know, know. Um, I just dead set on that belief that it won't work. So we want to work with them, meet them where they are, um, suggest things that are attainable for them and 
they're actually able to implement. Otherwise, they're just going to give up and just think, just like me, giving up on all these practitioners and um, looking for the next one that will be their guru. Um, so I think that's what I try to do, just be accountable for the person to show up for themselves, to meet them where they are, to give them the tools that I, I know pers from personal experience that they do work and just help them implement them as what works with their lifestyle and their you know time availability and because there's some prep work involved in some things um and and yeah just support them through whatever their healing path is awesome well thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story and uh and how you were able to work your way through that i'm sure people People will have some points of commonality with the, with how you described your story, and it's good to know that you're that I like that you're sitting right in the shop that you that you were thinking about going to, and here you are doing it. You you made the change. Yeah. You were courageous. You took the leap, and you and you're following your heart, following this new path. That's great. So thanks for coming on, and uh, you also have a, a podcast that I was on, and yes. Yeah. And I also learned so much. You said, you know, I'm, I'm so much younger, but I have things figured out. I learned so much from my guests like yourself and just like integrating everything that they're saying. And I love hearing their journeys, uh, you know, their stories as well. And I think that's the most powerful way to learn. Yeah. Sharing stories. Yeah. The podcasting is uh, such a great way to learn right now. So definitely I'll put a link to Marina's podcast in the show notes. So you guys can check that out as well. And I'll put a link to your website and uh, just encourage everybody out there. If you found this helpful, if you know somebody who's also struggling with some physical symptoms, that just won't seem to go away. And they're caught in this struggle between, you know, do I go the Western model or is there a different way? you know, refer them to this podcast. Maybe they'll get some insight and some encouragement to keep expanding and keep looking for a solution. And in the meantime, give us a rating on iTunes or YouTube, wherever you found us, so we can reach more people. That's how the engines work. They like those little likes. So if you give us a like and a comment, we really help us to get out there more. Appreciate you. And for now, we're going to give kisses. Would you like to help me give everybody kisses, Marina? I would love that. Okay, here come the kisses, everybody. Mm. <laughs> awesome. We'll see you next time on Soul Nectar Show. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you. To dive in deeper to nourishing conversation, visit soulnectar.show. Soul Nectar Show. Awaken awaits Take a sip from the drip of the nectar From the source of who you are